Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gray's Academy. I am one of your hosts, Kelsey. And I am one of your hosts, Carmen, and it is a beautiful night to podcast and drink a uh, Bud Light Seltzer Mango. And a little hot cocoa from my Winnie the Pooh mug. (laughs) Like a grandma. It actually says number one grandma on here. That is hilarious. That is awesome. It does. And I can confirm she held it up to the screen. I was able to see that. Did that that sound uh, that can sound nice and crisp and refreshing when I opened it? Some ASMR. I was watching something and someone was calling it asthma. And I was like, you guys are how fucking stupid. It's ASMR. Like, why are you calling it asthma? Are you my asthma is acting up again? (laughs) Seriously. Oh gosh, what a boomer thing to say. That's definitely some adult. That's a that's a Winnie the Pooh grandma right there. That was someone who was our age. Man, Just I subscribe. An idiot person. I subscribe to my friend's asthma channel, and they send me feet <sighs> pictures for free. Okay. They ask Anyways, me for feet pictures. what? Everyone asked me for feet pictures. I would send you a feet picture uh, because I went and got a uh, pedicure today. But let me tell you, they <laughs> they cheese grated my foot today and they and they shouldn't have because I'm not that rough. But the lady cheese grated off a piece of my toe and it was bleeding oh. the entire time. Oh, my. Yeah. Like legit. Maybe I will send you just a picture, but it was straight Please up. She's though. like, do, she's like doing it. And she's like, do, 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 do. and I'm like, ow. And she's like, oh, so sorry. And then all of a sudden she start, started bleeding and she goes, oh, I, I am sorry. And I was like, yeah, bitch, I told you to use just the fucking, I just need the SpongeBob SquarePants down there. I don't need the cheese grater. I just need the, the, the thing, the, the little the yellow pumice. guy. The pumice yeah. stone. The, the plumbus, the, the plumbus is what, I, is what I needed. I do love a pumice stone. And uh, yeah, so I wanted to tip her less, but Jessica said no. Um, but anyways, so Kelki, can I give you a spoil spoiler alert? How to get away with murder? Just real quick update where I'm at oh, in the yeah, show. Tell can me I just where tell you, you real quick? I don't even know. We haven't talked about it. Uh, so skip ahead a minute because I'm about to say something spoilery. Uh, and I'm giving you a chance, and then this is your last chance. Three, two, one. Wes just fucking died. What the okay. fuck? Yeah. Wes, wait, is, it, Wes is dead? Wait, is Asher still your favorite? Yeah, Asher's still my favorite. Okay, but how? Because... He's hilarious. Oh, wait. Wait, wait this is the season... Is this the season with the Hap stalls? No, no, that was last season. Okay, well, because you told me that you weren't going to like people after they murdered people anymore. <laughs> And I was like, you're not going to like anybody in the show then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally uh, run out of people to like. Yeah. Uh, the, the half stalls was last was last season. Uh, we're in season four. Now we are cruising through this fucking show. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it is good. I, I'm a little bit. So, she, uh, Annalise like just got out of jail and she just got that, uh, like 60 year old prostitute, her mm-hmm. entire record sealed, which was cool. Yes, yeah. Um, so that's where we're at right now. Um, We'll, we'll keep watching it tonight. I will say that I liked that it was very courtroom drama-y in the beginning. It definitely fell off the rails, but that's all we're going to talk about this show. We, we will have more full full content uh, in our Patreon. I think, what do you want to do next week? Or do we do we need to take a week off because someone's moving I'm tomorrow, moving. like literally tomorrow. Yes, so um, when this actually comes out, uh, we will have closed on the house. 
to, as of recording tomorrow is when we close on the house. Um, bow, 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 bow. And then, yeah, we're going to be doing moving and moving and moving and moving and moving. Um, so we, to, to be determined on whether or not we'll be off next week, it's going to depend on how much stuff I get set up. And if I uh, know off the top of my head, like where all the podcasting equipment is, we do like already have obviously the internet scheduled to come and be hooked up like pronto tonto so that we won't that won't be pronto an issue. tonto pronto so, uh, ronto rap yeah you're you're welcome let's just uh let's just uh say that you're gonna put your stuff in a specific box for the podcasting and let's just go ahead and yeah. say we'll do an episode next week even if it's uh it might not, not be an actual episode, episode. it might be something. like a prediction update uh yeah we'll, we'll put something out next week let's let's uh let's commit to that this way and it's I not. We, won't, we won't commit to an episode episode yeah we'll do it Hooray! And I'll get to see the new house from your your video here. But yeah, um, Kelsey, what should uh, the listeners uh, do when they hit that five minute and six second mark of the uh, Gray's Academy podcast? Make sure you're subscribed. If you could leave a rating or a review or both, that would be very, very helpful to both of us. Um, and if you don't mind to um, to share us, to tell your friends, tell your family, we really appreciate it. Yeah, we just, want, we just want more people to know about us, guys, and we just really appreciate it when you tell your friends. Yeah, and I want to take a quick second to uh, shout out Sweden for being uh, number three in streams over the Hello. last week. So Sweden, first time cracking the top three. They've shown up in the top ten a couple of times. Um, uh, do want to make sure I also shout out uh, Belgium and Brazil. Uh, for being in the top ten, uh, one of the one of the non regulars and uh, a rare occurrence from Denmark. So, to our our listeners out there, really appreciate you. Really appreciate all the streams. And with that, we will jump into the episode. Yes, we will. This guys, this episode is episode number nineteen of the third season, the fifty fifth episode overall, and it is called "My Favorite Mistake," which is a song. It is a song. My favorite mistake is a song by the beloved Cheryl Crow. Uh, this song was the. Mistake. I sound just like her. I actually, for a second, if I t- if I close my eyes, I thought I was doing a podcast with with the Cheryl Crow, um, or to her very close friends, Cheryl uh, Crow. Um, but uh, uh, my favorite mistake was a single from her third album, The Globe Sessions, released on August 31st, 1998, under the uh, the guise of AM Records. Uh, this song uh, is written uh, about a man who proves to be unfaithful. And this song, fun fact, is widely thought to, uh, have been about Eric Clapton. Um, yeah, yeah. So very scandalous, the drama mean, uh, (laughs) the, uh, Eric Clapton, for those of you who don't know, is a very prominent guitar player, Um, he, uh, was, uh, born in 1945. So a little bit older than, uh, and was apparently a cheater. Yeah. Uh, but he's one of the, uh, listed on Rolling Stones, one of the 100 greatest, uh, guitarists of all time. And it's worth noting that, um, this song 
uh, charted at as high as number 20 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Uh, it reached number one on the U.S. Adult Alternative Songs. Uh, and it reached as high as number two in Canada. So shout out, Canada. Um, this song, uh, when I was listening to it the first time, uh, I, I realized that I had heard this one before. So this is, uh, I think, a pretty popular song. It's a, definitely a radio song yeah. from Sheryl Crow. Um, I'm not a gigantic Sheryl Crow fan, per se, uh, but I definitely appreciate her music. Um, but uh, the chorus that uh, repeats itself in my favorite mistake here uh, is, Did you know when you go it's the perfect ending? Uh, to the, the bad day I was just beginning... When you go, all I know is you're my favorite mistake. Um, before watching this episode, my knee-jerk reaction was this was uh, Izzy's love song to George. Uh, you're my favorite mistake. So, yeah, that's what I got for you guys. Uh, it's not one that I downloaded, but uh, it was a good song. I can appreciate it. Um, and Kelsey, back to you. Thank you so much, Carmen. It's got some You're early, welcome, early 2000 vibes for sure. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So this episode was written by Chris Van Dussen, um, directed by Tamara Davis, and it aired March 22nd, 2007, and it had 22.3 million views. Now, the Netflix synopsis is as follows. Oh, God. Coco Melon, what a nightmare. What? <laughs> like on the like I just opened the Netflix homepage to read the synopsis. I don't like open the episode or anything. And so it's just sitting on top of like a big picture of Coco Melon, which oh, what a perfect. nightmare. Um, okay. So George meets his father-in-law. Alex helps Jane Lo Jane Doe determine how the world will see her, and Izzy wrestles with a startling revel revelation. Also, leaders of the hospital quarrel over their 10-year <laughs> plan. Also, I wouldn't say that it's like a revelation. Like, Izzy knows what happened. She's yeah. upset because George doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Can I also... So I just want to say, uh, really great episode for guest stars. My uh -huh, gosh. Right? I told you there um, were good guest stars on this show. So, uh, spoiler alert, is that the, uh, the bodyguard for, uh, yes. Princess Genovia? Yes. Princess, uh, uh, Princess what's her name? Gen Mia, Genevieve, Mia, Mia Thermopolis, Popolis. Mionette Thermopolis. Amelia. Yeah. Mionette Thermopolis. Princess of Genovia. Genovia. Uh, there's another, uh, big cameo in here that I'm not going to spoil, but I didn't actually recognize her until like 16 minutes in. Yeah. Uh, but she looks uh, very the, different. She looks very different. Um, and then there's uh, a guest star from uh, Scrubs in here as well. So we'll get to that uh, later on. And maybe there'll be some living in Shondaland. Who knows? I, I assume that I'm not going to get duped two weeks in a row uh, to a fake living in Shondaland again. So we'll see. We'll mm -hmm. see. Um, okay. So let's start with the recap. We, uh, last week on Grey's Anatomy, or previously on Grey's Anatomy. Meredith Dead Meredith. <laughs> Jane Doe is there. Colin Marlowe is there. Izzy and George fucked. 
They fucked. Um, so we start the episode with Izzy waking up next to George. He's passed out so hard, passed out, assed out. And she's like mortified. She's sneaking around trying to get her stuff, not wake him up. She sneaks out of the room, uh, goes down, downstairs in the kitchen. Christina and Meredith are like, oh my God, you and George were so loud. Like, why were you singing so loud? And she's like big wide eyed, like who knows what? You know, she doesn't know if anyone knows that they fucked or any of that business. I'll tell you, there was a, a split second in in that uh, conversation where I was like, did they did they not fuck? Did like did they just sleep in the same bed and they were just loud singing? Because there is no way that you could sing music that loud in that house. And then not get caught banging. I mean, maybe they I don't bang know. silently. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But I mean, also, if they like, were loud, that loud, do you think someone would have just come in and like knocked on the door and be like, hey, guys? And then all of a sudden, like, oh, my gosh, you're naked. Yeah. Hey, guys. Oh, hey, George, just wanted to remind you that you're married real quick. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, you're married. <laughs> um, so they're talking. Alex comes down, says George is puking in the bathroom. And Meredith's like, oh, he's still here. And he's like, yeah, he was just so drunk. He couldn't drive. Don't drink and drive. Um, again, she acts very weird for a lot of this episode. Yeah. She's in a weird She does place. this thing, though, where she overcorrects. Yes. Where it's like, you're, I, and I thought that they were going to find out in this episode. My initial uh, thought was, oh, she's going to do that thing all episode where she overcorrects and they're going to find out. But she didn't. They didn't. I mean, I mean, she did, but they didn't find out. Yeah. No one cares enough about Izzy's life to pay attention. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I do. I guess I should say it's not that no one cares. It's that all of these people are so wildly selfish that they're not paying attention. There you go. Except Alex, just as like Alex weirdly is like not selfish doing anymore. So good right now. Right? Yeah, Don't we just love him right now. He is like I being do. such a precious angel, baby. Cherish it while we still can, everyone, know, because right? I'm sure there's a terrible arc uh, <laughs> coming soon. Although I just finished rewatching Ted Lasso, there's never going to be another villain character arc like Nate going from it's incredible wild. to just a piece of shit. Um, I was actually listening. Another podcast I was listening to was talking about Ted Lasso and they made a good point. Obviously, I love Ted Lasso. Like, it's such a good show. I watched all of it so fast, but they were like, yeah, Ted Lasso is a really good show and it makes you feel really happy. But like, it doesn't make you want to watch the next episode because everything is always resolved. No, nope. for the what? most part, like for the most part at the end of every episode, like the problem is solved. Not really. They were talking exclusively about the first season. Now it's hard for me because I watched all of it so quickly to know where the first season even ends. <laughs> I don't really the remember. first season. The first season ended with, uh, they had gotten, relegated and i i or maybe it was it ended with uh rebecca telling ted about the whole plan no that was before the end of the first season was it yeah was it okay yes because i remember michael like stopped watching he was like i just i can't watch this anymore because i don't like that she's lying to him about the plan and then i was like fine i'm gonna watch it without you and like an episode later she told him and it was not the end of the first season yet (laughs) Okay. Well, Anyways, either way, that'll be on our I watched, Ted Lasso podcast. Yeah, coming soon <laughs> to uh, to a Patreon near you. Such a good TV show. Okay, 
So um, Christina is saying that she's just not going to marry Burke. Like that's her solution. She's just like, I'll just stop. No, nah, I just won't marry him and that'll everyone will be fine. I'm going to go back the way things were. Be kind. Rewind. My plan has a name. Blockbuster. It's funny to think that like, yeah, Blockbuster was still around at this point. <laughs> It's true. People were still using VHSs. Ugh, gosh. Um, George comes downstairs, and we learn pretty quickly that he does not remember having sex with Izzy. He doesn't even know that she slept in the room with him. So that's fun for Izzy to deal with. Uh, they uh, at the hospital. The attendings all have their interviews with the board for chief today. So Marlo's there and he tells um, Richard that he has a 10-year plan for the hospital. Changes he's going to make over the next 10 years to make the hospital a better version of itself. Uh, so It was at this moment I was a little bit confused because it's it seemed like Weber brought Marlo in. And in this moment, it seemed like Weber doesn't actually even like the fact that Marlo wants, I mean, granted, this is his baby, right? Like yeah. he's giving, he's handing it off, but why bring in a quote unquote ringer uh, if you're going to hate that they have plans? I was, I was a little bit confused. By yeah. That. I think it's, it was more of like what you're saying. Like he brought them in and then kind of, it was like the reality of it hit him of like, Oh wait, uh, I'm not going to be the chief anymore. So someone who is going to be the chief is going to come with the intent to change things. So that, yeah, that, that was makes sense. my, my take on it. Um, uh, George, Oh, so George is still super hungover. So Callie finds him and she's basically like, I don't care that we're fighting and we're going to pretend like we're not fighting anymore. And you're just, we're just going to be a perfect couple because my dad's here and you're going to meet my dad. So that's what a fun time to meet her, meet him. Oh yeah. Just as soon as time. she said, we don't have problems. Everything's perfect. Now you need to act like it. And I was like, Oh, her parents are for sure in town. This is great. I love it. Chaos. Yeah. Thy name is Callie. Chaos reigns. Uh, funny. Oh yeah. She was, I wrote this funny little smelly little man. Yeah, I wrote that, too. She's like, go get in the shower. Um, yes. Uh, so Christina takes Burke a coffee. And she's like, we used to do this. And he's like, yeah. And then you moved in and we started drinking coffee in our home together. And I'm not really interested in moving backwards. Thank you so much. And goodbye. So her plan's going really well. So that's good. I'm on Team Burke for this, though. I, I'm on Team Burke, but I'm also... Well, I'm not, it's kind of hard to say because again, Christina's not doing a good job communicating. Like she has these thoughts and feelings and fears and she's not explaining them to him. And she's like, I'm just going to make things go backwards and I will have fixed everything. But again, the main plot, well, the, I think one of the main forces that drives plot in this show is the fact that no one communicates, which like, obviously if everyone just said what they felt, it would be probably less interesting to watch because there wouldn't be nearly as much conflict. Um, so sometimes well, there it's frustrating, still be conflict. but by the same, yeah, sometimes it's frustrating, but by the same token, it's also what makes it entertaining. So yeah, I don't know. The, the, the thing that I really enjoy is I enjoy honest conflict because then like they just fight. 
You want screaming matches? Everyone, yeah, I just want screaming matches. That's all I want. Yeah. Um, okay, so Marlo goes and wishes the other attendings good luck. Richard tells them that Marlo has a 10-year plan. Um, then they're, we're with Jane Doe, and he, Mark is showing her all of her face options for the reconstructive surgery, and she's, like, really overwhelmed by the surgery and the options, and she doesn't want to pick the wrong face and then have someone show up looking for her but not look like her, and she still can't remember, so... It's a very overwhelming, obviously. Understandably uh, so. Yeah, yeah, know. for sure. Uh, Richard runs into the interns and asks Meredith how she's doing. Sloane sees this interaction and offers Meredith a chance to be in the facial reconstruction surgery doing, like, getting a bone. I'm not really sure. She's somehow harvesting a bone, an orbital bone, maybe, was what yeah, she was I doing. Yeah, that's what it is. And apparently that's very tricky. So that's, like, a big deal. Before before we move on to the end of this scene, I do want to just backtrack a, a quick minute to that scene with Jane Doe and mm-hmm. um, Mark, Addison, Meredith, and Alex. Because uh, Mark is having this this moment where he's walking through the surgery, and mm-hmm. she's like, well, what does that mean? And she looks directly at Alex, and she's like, listen, just tell, tell me straight. And yeah. Alex is like, well, they're going to cut right at your hairline and then literally rip your fucking face off, your, your skull. Yes. Um, and Verbatim. it's... Yeah, like literally, minus the fucking. Um, but there's this cute little interaction that I, I think was just very nuanced where uh, he's like, yeah, it's going to be okay, mostly because I'm that good. And this is Mark talking. Yeah. yeah. And then Addison's like, yeah, it's true. It's annoying, but it's true. Um, and I wanted to make a, make a little shout out on that because I am rooting for the Mark and Addison experiment to, to come to fruition and bang. Um, but, uh, that doesn't mean that I'm not rooting for Alex and Addison. So just mm, to interesting. be clear. So are you rooting for polygamy? I'm <laughs> rooting a, for a thruple. No, I'm rooting for Addison because she deserves to be happy. And it's if it's true. happy with Mark, fine. If it's happy with Alex, fine. She just deserves happiness. That's all. It's true. I agree. I agree with you. Uh, so then Callie is taking the interns to meet her patient. And before they go in, she kind of stops and warns them and is like, okay, this is the, um, the disease FOP. Christina says what it is. I don't know. I'm not going to try and repeat it because I don't know what it is. But essentially this woman, like her muscles turn into bone or she like just gets bone growths where there aren't supposed to be bones, which is obviously problematic. Bless you. Thank you. Times. Also, I thank you. I, I pulled it up. It's uh fibrodysplasia, uh, ossificans progressive progressiva. Yeah. So that's why I wasn't going to try and pronounce yes. it. <laughs> A rare musculoskeletal mus- musculoskeletal condition where after birth and progressively through life, muscles and tendons are gradually transformed into bone. Yeah. So not what you want, not what your body's no. supposed to be doing. Um, so they go in to meet her and her daughter is with her. And um, she came in because is this right? Yeah. She came in because she was having stomach issues and vomiting blood but the daughter is like immediately very wary. And she's like, if you're an intern, don't come near her because if like you do anything wrong, then she's going to get a new growth and we don't have like any room for new growths. Um, so she's just like very protective 
slash controlling. Understandable, but probably frustrating for the medical staff. The way they made uh, it sound in that scene, though, too, was that she her bones or the muscles churn to bone if she gets, like, bumped. handled too hard or if, like, she gets bumped or, like, it's an injury-related yeah. thing. But it doesn't look like that's actually the case uh, from what I'm reading on this. But also... Uh, Excuse me. This this was a scene where I recognized the blonde girl, but I didn't truly recognize where she was yet. Yeah. But uh, um, I'll I'll tell you where she's from Please when do. we get to the scene where uh, where I recognize her. Well, you figured her. it out. Okay. Yeah. So they brought a dollhouse, and um, Callie asks about it, and they're like, "Oh, did you make that?" And the daughter Nina is like, "Yes." My mom made it. And the mom's like, no, uh, Nina made it. So this is like basically something they do together to keep her mom active and keep her from basically just sitting around being still, even though she doesn't have a lot of options in her movement. So it's something they can do together. It's just her face and her hands, I think. Yeah. And not like her wrists or arms straight yeah, like up just her hands. Just her hands. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, what it's a terrible, truly terrible existence. Yeah. Um, okay, so they leave. Uh, Izzy asks Bailey if she can go down to the clinic because she doesn't want to be near George or Chris or Callie. And Christina's like, oh, what's going on in the clinic? I want to go to the clinic. And Izzy's like, nothing. I just want to go to the clinic. Like, why are you annoying? And um, so Bailey initially sends Izzy and Christina to the clinic. Um, and then... Um, Alex goes to help Addison with Jane Doe. George is with Callie, but Callie is like, you are too fucking hungover to be a helpful human being. So she asks for a second intern and Bailey keeps Izzy from going to the clinic and tells her to stay behind with the O'Malley's, which is so fun. Um, and then we get the title card at 10 minutes and 30 seconds, which is a late title card. I and also the same thing, like some of the least drama we've gotten in a title yeah. card in a while. Yeah. Uh, it's just George looking like absolute shit yeah. and Izzy has to hang out with the O'Malley's. Yeah. That's the extent of the drama. There's no Meredith falling into the ocean or mm-hmm. Elliot Bay. There's no anything. It's just yeah. that. So disappointing, disappointing opening card or title card. Yeah. So they're in the clinic, uh, construction worker. I assume it's like a foreman type position. He's in charge of other people. He's there and he's telling Christina, oh, my foot hurts. So like, can I have some painkillers? And she's like, yeah, let me see your foot. And he's like, no, no, just let me have some painkillers. And she's like, oh, did you go to medical school? Take off your shoe. <laughs> um, so he does. And unfortunately, he has a very aggressive infection on the bottom of his foot. And it's it was at that stairs. moment. Yeah, not good. It was at that moment that I was like, he's definitely gonna lose his foot. Knowing he's diabetic and knowing that yeah. there's an infection down there, he's it's gone. It's a, he's he's it's bye bye foot time. Uh, yeah. But for any of you who are listening who uh, also watched Scrubs, uh, he plays a friend of Doctor Cox. Uh, he's a businessman, and uh, Doctor Cox and him are they like went to school together. 
went different ways. They knew each other uh, and all that. And they have kids at the same time. And it turns out that his son in the episode of Scrubs is autistic. Uh, And Dr. Cox diagnoses it and walks him through it. Mm -hmm. It's a very emotional episode. But uh, I recognized him right away. I think his name is Ron in the episode of Scrubs. Um, So for any of you wondering where you recognize him and you've watched Scrubs, that's the episode. And there you go. Thank you so much. Uh, Meredith and Alex are with Jane Doe, and she still doesn't know what face to go with. Um, Meredith is studying for this procedure in the surgery, and Derek comes in to bother her because that's what he is good at. Like a piece of shit. What a fucking uncomfortable scene. Uh, I really do like when he is asking like how she's doing. And I like that he says, how is bad is it on a scale of one to 10? I do like that. They've clearly discussed it prior and it's a nice, easy way basically for her to be like, Oh, I'm having a hard day without having to say it. Cause clearly she has issues communicating her feelings. So I do kind of think that that's nice that it seems like that has been dealt with um, off screen, but still, at some point was a conversation that occurred, which I think is nice, but I find Derek to be annoying. <laughs> yes. Also, thank you for, uh, giving some insight to that because I was like, what is this for? Like sadness, pain? Like what, yeah, like, what I is say this? Sadness. Cause her mom died recently. And also and so that makes did sense. she almost, well, she did die. She was dead. That's true. She almost stayed dead. She almost <laughs> stayed dead. There we go. Yes, she was almost permanently dead. There was uh, a funny scene. I like that they, uh, obviously everyone copes in different ways, but I like that they make two kind of funny dead mom quotes in this uh, episode. Uh, and she's like, I would be so cool in the oh, yeah. eyes of my dead mother. Yes. Uh, and I was like, that's kind of funny. Like that's yeah, a little also, bit humorous. Also true. And true. Yeah. It's like, I like that they don't really rewrite who Ellis is as a person. Like sometimes, you know, when after people die, the people that knew them kind of maybe say nicer things about them than was the actual case. And then they yeah. really don't in this, like, that's not what they do. Meredith's like, though, this is still who she was. She was still like, not the best mom, but like, she was a great surgeon. And she would be super stoked about me doing this orbital bone graft situation. Yeah. Um, so also when she tells Derek that she's doing it, you can immediately see that he's like, why, why would you be doing that? I hate this. Exactly. This was, I'm not, I do not approve of this and that's all that matters. Um, so he's obviously like having feelings, but she tells him that it's a big deal and she needs to work on it. So he leaves. Um, and so then we go see. George being really dumb and stupid and not remembering what happened. And Izzy is being very upset that he doesn't remember what happened because they had sex and um, she's distraught. And she clearly loves this motherfucker. (sighs) What a dumb lady. (laughs) Should we remind her that literally two episodes ago, she was touching dead Denny in a hallway. Ghost Denny was touching her in a hallway this is cheating, Izzy. <laughs> this is cheating. For both of you. For you and George. Actually, for George. 
Yeah, more so for George. Cheating on a dead person, I guess, is not really cheating. Yes, because you have to move on at some point. Yes, Otherwise, yes. your life will just be sad. I mean, you don't have to, you know, do whatever you want. But, yes. Uh, so, Marlo tells Christina that he is proposing an expansion of the hospital, and she's like... He's asking about the merit wedding and he's like, oh, are you getting cold feet? And she's like, no, I just think I want you to leave. And he's like, well, if you don't want to marry him, you have to tell him because um, he should wait and like not pressure you and just wait until you're ready and all this stuff. And it's just dumb. And he's being nosy and giving advice where he doesn't. His advice is not needed. Yeah. Super antagonistic in this scene. And like yeah. for no reason other than spite is my yeah. interpreted emotion I that agree. I think he's feeling. Yeah. He's just bitter that she said yes to someone else. Uh, Addison is practicing her presentation for the board. Mark comes in and tells her not to stress. And it's another cute scene between the two of them. Uh, he's like, don't wear the glasses cause you fiddle with them and it makes you look like you're not focused, but you are. And, um, all this stuff. And then they, uh, they walk around and talk about her, him not sleeping with anybody, basically. And uh, she's still worth it. You know, she's an angel. It is. It was. Uh, so this also coming from like a leadership perspective, uh, when I ask people what their weaknesses are, it's like the most important interview question because you have to be aware of your weaknesses for me. Yeah. So it's funny that Addison's like she doesn't have an answer and she's serious and Mark probably has a lot of answers, but instead he's like, oh, I'm an even easy mark for evil redheads. Yeah. Which is hilarious. It's just a, another cute scene for them. So obviously the whole thing with like, oh, tell me your weakness is you have to like say something bad about yourself, but like somehow make it out to be a good thing or take a good thing and make it sound like it's somehow a bad thing. Yeah. So what do you say on yours? Like, what do you say your weakness is? Uh, so... I actually talk about uh, usually two things. I'll say one that I'm really working on is my punctuality. Uh, Are you working I'm, on that? I am. I am working okay. on my punctuality. I'm, I'm proud of you then. I do. I, I am. I am punctual more often than not now uh, in the professional environment. But <laughs> the the other thing that I, I you know, I, I do want to be honest because I'm not punctual. Uh, but um, I also talk about my um patience and mm. not from like a like a like from an anger standpoint i think i've had to especially coming from disney and getting re reacquainted to like the outside retail world yeah. i need to not expect that the people that i'm working with are going to be disney quality people yeah um and i need to give people that patience to either allow myself to re-antiquate with it or allow myself to get them to that point. Um, so that's something that I actually have had to, to talk about uh, in a couple of interviews that I've been doing recently. Um, so, but that's, that's something I think uh, it's a, it's a, you have to be able to acknowledge your weaknesses because yeah. you have to show, you have to show your thought process of how you overcome them. Right. But yeah. Anyways. Yeah, that's what I would say. And in a more eloquent way, I wasn't expecting to have to talk about interview questions here. Yeah, I wasn't going to ask you. I just, you brought it up and I was like, I'm going to ask him what it is. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
Why not? Punctuality, though. That's my, for anyone out there listening, my Achilles heel 1000% is my punctuality. Carmen like, that's does the worst not thing give a me. shit about being on time. <laughs> I just really don't. It's, it's not hard. like, yeah, it's not like you're, I don't know. Yeah, you. it's not like you're trying to be on time and you're doing a bad job. It's not like you have poor time management. It's like you're like, that's fine. I just won't be on time. Yeah. What's going to happen? What's the worst that can happen? If uh, I was I meant really to be annoyed. on Okay, but have I ever been late for anything that you've needed? Yes, you are constantly late for this podcast. What happened in the next scene? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that you were going to go like so savage right for the fucking jugular. My gosh. Yeah, I'm the one who shows up late and then you spend 30 minutes talking about, oh, I'm moving. Oh, my babies. Oh, hey, you we talk have about to put your baby too. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, so this is what happens. Carmen's late, but at this point I know to expect it, so I don't really get that mad anymore unless there's like extenuating circumstances. Um, and so I just like, whatever time he tells me, I just know to like add extra time to it. And then by the time we show up, I'm like, well, now we have things to talk about. So like, then we just spend too much time catching up and then we're like, wow, why does it take us three hours to record an hour and a half long podcast? <laughs> well, because I'm late for the first 10 minutes and then we bullshit for the next 40 minutes <laughs> yep. and then we bullshit for 20 minutes after we're done. That tracks. Oh, anyways, fuck. punctuality. It's not easy for everybody. Everybody has no. weaknesses, though. It's fine. Yeah. Unless you're Addison, apparently. Yes, Addison has no weaknesses. Um, anyways, so, yes, next time. Um, Callie's patient has really bad internal bleeding, which obviously is problematic because they cannot do surgery on her. So Dr. Burke suggests that they basically do a catheter, like, up into her to kind of alleviate the internal bleeding and fix it that way. So at this point, the woman is like, so what if I don't there? And they tell her, well, you'll, you'll bleed out and die. And she goes, okay. And like, would that hurt? Cause I'm sick of this shit basically right. is what she says. Yeah. Um, and her daughter obviously does not like this tra train of thought, um, which is understandable as someone's child. You wouldn't necessarily want that, but the mom is kind of at a place where she, when you, I feel like when you get this diagnosis and you learn about it, you would, she says most people don't live past 45. She's 41. So she's getting to the end. She only has use of her face and hands, you know, like it's at this point for her, I feel like it's a quality of life call. Um, in addition to as a parent, I would think about being a burden on your child. I would not that I, yeah. I don't mean that in like a bad way, just like, cause I don't think her daughter like resents her for taking care of her, but clearly she like the way she lives her life is maybe not, you know, the way she would if she wasn't constantly trying to take care of her mom. And it's just like yeah. made her a very tense uptight person. Uh, speaking of being a tense uptight person, this is the scene where I recognized the <laughs> daughter as the main character in the dystopian, uh, political future America, uh, depending on who wins the next presidency, uh, Handmaid's Tale. Yep. Now, See, I, you... I said that very vague, so you guys don't know what my political affiliation is. <laughs> I don't want to alienate any, any of our, <laughs> our listeners. 
If um, oh, I've never actually watched Handmaid's Tale, but I did read the book, and I I do really like the book. Now, obviously, the book is not that long, um, and the show is five seasons long. So I'm, I feel like what's covered in the book probably only happens in like maybe the first season, and then obviously beyond that, they kind of just go off of that same dystopian landscape that's depicted. Um, I obviously I know Elizabeth Moss is in it, and also um, Alexis Bledel is in it. Uh, and, but I hear it's great. Um, but if you haven't read the book, I also highly recommend the book because it's also great and will give you a lot to think about. I did not watch the show per se. I was in the room when Jessica watched episodes and Mm -hmm. I would go, this shit is so sad. What the fuck? Why are you watching it? Uh, there was spoiler alert. Um, so if you want to listen to spoilers about Handmaid's Tale, don't listen. Um, but there was one episode where, like, just the dude was just... the Some guy with a beard was just banging her, and it was clearly not wanted. And yeah, so- he had to, like, stop, and he was, like, jacking himself off, and he's like, I can't do this shit. What the fuck? And I was like, okay, I don't understand anything that's happening here, but this doesn't seem right. So essentially in the dystopian future in Handmaid's Tale, again, this is based on the book. So I'm assuming it's similar in the show. I don't know. I haven't seen the show. Um, men own women like they're, they have a wife, but then the wife and the husband like would own a woman. And instead of the wife getting pregnant and carrying a child, the man would get the handmaid pregnant. Um, but then she would give birth and give them the child and they just like act like it's their child. Like to the point of when the woman is giving birth, like the wife is sitting behind her, like almost acting as though she is the one giving birth. It's super weird. Um, it's very bizarre, like sex slave, uh, themes and it's very unsettling, but in it, and I think in the show, the ownership kind of goes beyond that and the relationships go beyond that but it's just unsettling and i hate it so yeah and it all stems from like a super ultra right wing uh government takes over mm-hmm. right then they they, they basically they change say all that the women laws can do absolutely nothing yeah like yeah. only men can work and own property and like obviously like if a man marries you and he like does well, whatever, and you're his wife, but it's, you don't. And they, in the, again, I don't know in the show, but in the books, your name is of, and then whoever owns you. So like if you owned a woman, her name would be of Carmen. This doesn't sound too bad, actually. Carmen. I'm kidding. <laughs> Everyone knows pro women's rights, pro equality, pro same sex marriages, pro trans rights. So that pro doesn't tell everything. you which people <laughs> that I hope, which people that I hope is the next president. You know, just uh, take it, take it with a grain of salt. Everyone. Um. Okay. Anyways. Anyway. So yeah. Elizabeth are you paying Moss attention to the? Are you paying attention to the, the Georgia Senate runoff? <laughs> it's going really well. Herschel is. <laughs> Did you see Herschel Walker did an interview and he was trying to say the next, the upcoming election. And he said the upcoming erection. Incredible. I did not see that. Gosh, what a fucking joke. Yeah. It's good times. This isn't a political podcast. This is a Grey's Academy podcast. Grey's Anatomy podcast. Fuck. I can't even speak. I love football, but I don't know that um, someone who most of their experience is football is who I want to be leading anything. Would you vote for Peyton Manning? 
Probably. I mean, for like a mayor position, sure. What if he ran as a Democratic Senate seat in Tennessee? I don't. I mean, here's the thing. I think he would get the nomination because he's Peyton Manning. However, I also feel like probably before getting the nomination, there would maybe be someone who would maybe be a touch more qualified. Yeah. I love him, though. I do love him. He's a great personality to represent brands or things like that. But I don't know that he should be writing laws. That's fair. That's That's how I feel. And that has been the 43 minute political intervention from the Gray's Academy podcast team. Comedy Kelsey. We're really just going off the rails. Um, Okay. So Mark is talking to Derek about the board interviews and Derek is mad at him for asking Meredith to help at the surgery. And he's like, if she's not ready to do it, the surgery will go. The surgery goes poorly. I will hurt you. So that's a fun thing. So are they back to being friends yet? Who's to say? They're at least communicating now. Derek can now at least be in the same room with him to threaten him. It's also, it's all, yes. I'm I'm sure he didn't walk into the room because it (laughs) it started with uh, Mark mocking Burke for his PowerPoint presentation. He's like, what? That'd be a great idea if it was 1998, which is hilarious. (laughs) Like, it's just a low-key funny comment. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, no, I, I do think that there's some sort of friendship rekindling there. But I think De- uh, Derek is also in the headspace of like, whatever our past is, Meredith is my present. So like, mm-hmm. just don't fucking hurt her and yeah. we're fine. Yeah. Um. So then Izzy tells Addison about the sex, but doesn't tell her that it was George. And she says... She wants, she asks Addison what she should do. And Addison's like, you should stop. And Izzy's like, what if it's part of God's plan? And Addison says, God wants you to be an adulterer. And Izzy says, God got a virgin pregnant with magic. So God isn't playing by the rules. Also, I like justification. Izzy, good justification. I was confused because Izzy says, like, oh, I had sex with someone, but it was the wrong someone, but it felt right, blah, blah, blah. But she never says it's George, and she never says the person's married, unless I just completely missed her saying that. And then no, Addison she didn't. Um, immediately is like, am I just the go-to person for adultery? How does she know it's adultery? That was very confusing I, to me. I think she just read between the lines of Izzy saying it, it was wrong, but it felt right. Yeah. I think she's just smart and just reading between the lines. She is perfect and has no weaknesses. Because you got to think in this in this moment, Addison probably thinks there's only two people that she could have sex with. Or let's say there's there's four people that she could have sex with. Realistically, Burke, Derek, Alex, George. Okay, Mark, Mark. Okay, fine. Five. Yes. Thank you. I forgot about Mark. Mm. And also, if we're going to be fair, Weber. Okay. (sighs) Uh, uh, So anyways, Weber. No, it's not happening. Yeah. Uh, Mark is on a no sex challenge to be with Addison. And I love Catherine Heigl, but Addison is an upgrade over Izzy right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek is madly in love with Meredith and literally cheated on his wife for her after they said they were trying to get back together. So like, no, uh, Burke or uh, sorry, I already said Burke. Uh, Alex is like on Addison's balls right now. That only leaves George, who's married. So, like, I think she's just putting all of the facts together in her head real time. 
and process of elimination, it, it's going to lead to someone who's in a relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, okay, so the clinic patient is on his phone and Christina goes to talk to him and she's like, so we're going to have to amputate your foot. Not not so much with the bedside manner right now. No, like zero, literally zero. Yeah, so, and we've had moments where she has good bedside manner. Like, we've seen it in the past. So, I don't really understand what her deal is in this. I mean, I know she's upset about Burke. I don't know if we're supposed to assume that that is affecting her day-to-day activity. I don't really understand. It's just like a bit aggressive. I mean, because it's a foot amputation, like that's, that's a big deal. (laughs) Um, And she just comes in really hot with it. And he's like, no, that's not, we have to do something else. And she's like, well, if you had come in a month ago, we could have done something else. And he's like, please just try anything else. Like I made a mistake. I just like get me the month back. Um, And she kind of feels for him. So she's like, okay, so she's going to look for another option. I also couldn't tell if this was just if the one month meant nothing or if the one month was a commentary on capitalist America that doesn't provide time off for their people or a failing healthcare system where maybe they couldn't afford to go see a doctor. Uh, I would say it's I a was combination like, between the two of like poor time, poor time management stemming from capitalism forcing you to need to work all the time to be able to do what you need to get done and also garbage healthcare um, that where you think like, Oh, I'm going to go and it's going to be a whole day of missed work. So I can't go in and I don't want to deal with whatever. I mean, it's a free clinic, so we can't be like, Oh, you know, it's too expensive, but yeah, I would say it's a combination of those two things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so Meredith is practicing still, and Derek is bothering her again. And he's like, I talked to Mark. I don't think you should do it. He's using your dead mom to score points and, like, look good for the chief. And and she's like, well, why don't you think I can do it? He's like, well, you know, it's it's an inadverted insult, basically. Because, like, it doesn't... if, If you think she can do it, then it doesn't matter what Mark's motivation is because she'll be fine. But if you fully believe she's not capable, then it's going to be a problem because now she's going to look bad. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's not. I'm like, does he just not realize that he's being a dick? I don't understand. I actually didn't think Mark was in the wrong for any of this. Yeah, Mark's not doing anything wrong. And I he asked Meredith a question in rounds and she answered it. And he said, okay, great job. You got the question right. You're doing the surgery. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We're going to do it's that not thing like you she came got here it. to do and learn. Yeah. It's not like he, if she would have gotten it wrong and then he's like, that's okay. Your mom I'm going to reward died. you for getting that wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it would be different if she got it wrong, but she got it right. She fucking knew yeah. her shit. Yeah. And then she literally spends the whole episode practicing. Like her head is in the, the right place for work she knows what she needs to do and she's getting ready to do it for the surgery like it's fine um so yeah she tells derek to leave also my Good. new favorite way to tell people to leave is close the door on your way out <laughs> savage it's so good um yeah i like that mark chases down bailey and she's like he 
uh, basically asking for her opinion for his own 10 year plan. And this is when she's like, Oh, I don't have a 10 year plan. I have a right now plan. Cause I got shit. I got to go do. And you're fucking in my way. Um, good on Mark though, actually asking for other people's insight. I mean, like, here's the thing. Bailey like, of yes, all people. it is. If he was gonna, if that's, it's hard to say that that's what he's doing or if he's actually just being lazy and he's truly just going to like mimic everything that she tells him and like parrot it back to the board. Now what he ends up doing is not that because he takes this right now plan, which clearly like would the way Bailey said it is not anything you can present to the board and be like, now give me a job. So he clearly like fleshed it out and made it his own but he did take that inspiration from her. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. Um, I liked it though. I thought it yeah. was overall the, the ending of that, obviously, you know, we, we know how that episode ends, but I don't know. I think asking the people on the ground and yeah. uh, the people who are in the weeds is always a good yeah. idea. The, the frontline people who probably need the most, most focus and most, time or like they know where you need to focus the energy to to make the the impactful changes yeah exactly uh izzy asked meredith about blackouts when drinking and meredith being selfish says i'm not drinking i'm fine and izzy's like cool not talking about not talking about you just curious as to what happens um and so she's like yeah it happened once or twice and then alex pipes in with oh if if you don't remember something it's because you don't want to remember it which probably isn't wrong. I've never been blacked out. So Same. I, I don't, I genuinely, I was also like, Oh, are, are they real? Like, can you, can you black out? Like, Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. That's a real thing that happens to people. Like, yes, <laughs> I've not experienced it, but I know a lot of people who have definitely experienced it. Have you never had to tell someone what they did when they were drinking? Uh, no. Oh, it's for sure a thing. The most, the most drunk I've ever been, like the four, four out of like my top five or six times have been with this group of friends yes. from Florida. So like, no, I don't really have. And and the other time, well, no, I should say. Not like this. <laughs> but that one the night before, that was not with you guys though. That was with no, I know. Michael. I'm just, I'm just re- recalling that, yes. that time. But even that night, I was not blacked out because, thankfully, uh, my good friend Josh, who doesn't listen to this podcast, so I'm (laughs) shouting him out anyways, uh, forced me to uh, learn how to make myself vomit and got it all out, which helped me because one of the other drunk times was celebrating Mark and Leah, and I was outside uh, with our good friend Ryan uh, for a little bit and Michael (laughs) for a little bit. Where I'm just sitting there, hand on the wall. They're like, puking. you can do it, Carmen. You got this. Oh, we have a good, a good dynamic. Good dynamic. I want you to know that if uh, that if uh, we we come down there for Scarlett's birthday party, you better be ready to get drunk. <laughs> Probably won't even know where my shot glasses are. I'll bring them. I'll bring some. <laughs> um. Okay. So, uh, go away, keyboard. Uh, Christina actually does feel bad for the foot guy, but it's because she also wants to turn back time and, um, undo her boo-boos that have caused her issues. Um, but she's having trouble finding a solution for him. 
uh, Izzy asks Alex about Jane Doe and, and she's like, wouldn't it be cool to just like start all over again? Just like pick, pick, just disappear and start over. I'm like, would it? I mean, if you're a criminal or yeah. an adulterer, I guess. <laughs> if you got good memories, you really don't want to start over. Yeah. It would maybe be cool to pick a new face though. Do you ever just think about like, what if you just like had a different face? Uh, no, but like I think you're saying, but then, cause then you could like go up to people who like, you know, but like, they don't know that it's you and be like, boo. No, I think I've, I've grown, I've grown fond of my face. Yeah. You do like your face. You're now I do. Big dumb face. <laughs> yesterday I would have, if you would have asked me this yesterday, I would have said, yeah, give me a new face. But overnight something changed. Uh, and I just, I'm, I'm just fond clicked. of it now. It's good now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So Alex goes to see Jane Doe and she's freaking out. He sits with her. This is a just such a good Alex, good guy, Alex. You know what I mean? Like he goes through all of them. He gives them backstories. He's like, this one coaches her kids' soccer team. This one is like an activist, and then this one is like just so funny and smart, and like she just loves everybody, and everybody loves her. It's just such a nice thing he did for like. I mean, there was no. He did not have to do that. He just did it to to get. To help her pick and to help calm her down. He owes her nothing. Yeah. She, in, in fact, she owes him everything. Yeah. And every possible chance that, that Alex has, he's there and just being a good fucking guy. Yeah. And a good doctor. And a good doctor. Um, so, okay. So George and Callie are at lunch with her dad at Joe's. Um, and George's dad is super pissed that they eloped. Um, and apparently so is her mom. I mean, sorry, Callie's dad. Sorry, George's dad is dead. Uh, Callie's dad and mom are mad that they eloped. And so then uh, George's dad accuses Callie of being pregnant, then accuses George of being a gold digger. And George is like, well, I didn't even know she had the money. And he's like, cool. So you won't mind to sign this postnuptial. And, um, then he pulls it out and knocks, knocks drinks onto George. And while George is like cleaning himself up, that's when he has the the memory. Like he remembers what happened last night, right? He has like the sex flashbacks. And it um, seemed passionate. It was spicy. It was like hot. It did not like, look okay. sloppy drunk. It did no. not look sloppy drunk. It looked like they got drunk after the fact, honestly. Yeah. So then George stands up uh, and tells Callie's dad that, he's not good. They're not going to be accepting anything. And then he's like, Nope, the answer is no. And just leaves. And Callie is obviously confused, but also like proud of George and like happy that he did it. So, um, we're going to take a small break for everybody's favorite segment. Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland. Nice. Um, we have one person today. Ooh. Okay, all right. Man or woman? Woman. I am going to guess it is Stone Body Girl. Yes. Yes, I nailed it. I am a living in Shondaland god. <laughs> um, okay. So Catherine Dent, who played Kathy Rogerson, was in one episode of How to Get Away with Murder. 
Ooh, what season? I don't know. Can you look that up real quick? <laughs> uh, I'm watching this show now. I understand that you're watching this show now. And I'm happy about it. I just didn't know that now I have to tell you all the things. No, 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 no. Just this, just, just for how to get away with murder. Just this one thing. Just this one thing forever for every person (laughs) moving forward. I need you to name the scene, the the series, uh, season number and episode number. No, I just want to know if they're in season one, two, three, or four. Okay. Let's find it real quick. I just want to know if I've met this person or not yet. Don't think it, it is funny too. So. While while she's looking for this, there are times where I've seen people from Grays in How to Get Away with Murder, and I've texted Kelsey, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I know this person. They're from this episode." She's like, "Yeah, it totally is. Remember that person?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do. That's great." Oh my god. Well, IMDb on my computer is being so. Dumb. Well, then oh, forget wait, wait, about wait. it. Oh, Move on. I, oh, see, oh. I, see, I see how it works. Season six. Okay, so I haven't seen this person yet. Okay, good. Nerp. Spoiler alert. You will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. And back at the hospital, George finds Izzy and uh, is dramatic. And she's like, oh, you remembered. And uh, so they go in a linen closet. This is is a a very good scene for having no words. I'm always so impressed when so much can be said with zero words. It's one of my favorite things in any film or television piece. I think it's very powerful. So when I was watching this scene, yes, I want you to know that I thought that they were going to have sex right there. Genuinely. I thought they were going to do it again. I was like, oh, 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 oh. And I had to watch it. All the way until it faded to black, because when he left, I thought he was going to come back in and grab her and kiss her. But it was like there was a lot. There was a lot of. This was a mistake, but it wasn't a mistake. But like, like, I love you. You're my best friend and I need you to get through this with me. But like, you're the reason that I have something to get through and it's a problem and I'm still married. And yeah, it's a lot. A lot. It was a really, really. Uh, really good scene. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so Izzy goes to draw blood from Mrs. Rogerson, and she kind of like bumps into the tray, and Nina freaks out and is like, "You're you're not doing this. You're gonna mess it up. You're gonna like hurt her. I'm gonna go get a nurse." So she leaves, and Izzy talks to the mom. And the mom's like, she's not even a person anymore from just taking care of me so much. And she just says, she's like, I just, it is what it is, basically. Like, I, I know that I'm going to die. And like, but I don't know what to do with her or for her, essentially. It's sad. It is sad. Um, Derek is working on his presentation. Richard asks him about it. And Derek's like, it doesn't even make any difference. Because Meredith is just going to drown anyways. And so that's was like, that was a leap that came out of nowhere. Um, and so, yeah, they just kind of talk back and forth about Meredith and how she's doing and what everything with her mom is going on and all that stuff. And then Derek's obviously still worried about her doing this freaking surgery. And he's like, I just sit up at night listening to her breathe. It's like, what if she just stops breathing in the middle of the night? 
I'm like, okay, that's like what you do for a baby. Yeah. There's clearly some PTSD there. Like you should yeah. talk to a therapist because you're not healed. Yes. Both of them should talk to a therapist. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Both of them would, would definitely have PTSD from that event. Like a hundred percent they would. Um, Callie's dad finds George at the hospital and he's like, I understand what you want to take care of her in your own way. Um, but don't hurt her. Cause basically I'll kill you. So that's fun. I'm very connected to the Genovian uh, <laughs> embassy. Yes. Um, so then Callie comes down and George or Callie's dad is like, okay, so we'll throw you a party. Um, and Callie's like, no. And he's like, can you just, for my sanity, let your mother throw you this fucking party? And she's like, fine. Um, so, and then he leaves. And Callie tells George that she's proud of him for standing up to her dad. And she's like, sorry about the fight. I wish I could take everything back. And he's like, yeah, me too. Little does she know that within the same 24-hour period that they had a fight and he stood up to your father, he also fucked Izzy, who Izzy has been fucking you verbally for the last <laughs> six episodes. Yes, so... Yeah, he's like, yeah, me too, but the thing I want to take back is that whole thing where I slept with someone who hates you, who you hate right back. So that's super fun. Um... So Jane go goes Jane Doe goes to Jane surgery. Go <laughs> Jane go. Um, so she goes to surgery. She picked Ava as her new face, which obviously looks like the actress Elizabeth Reeser. And Ava AVA is uh, the uh, unofficial logo for Angels and Airwaves. If any of you are Angels and Airwaves fans, so uh, always a big fan of the name Ava. Why is that? For angels and airwaves? Uh, the the middle, the and, which is the V, is an inverted A. So it's A-V-A. Oh. And it's an inverted A. And also his first daughter's name is Ava. So, I see. Yeah. It all comes together. It all comes together and we're happy that Blink-182 is back together. Boop. What was it that they said in the in the announcement video? Uh, they're coming. Oh, they're coming. That's what it is. <laughs> I can't believe they're coming. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So Meredith tells Mark, she knows he's using her to score points with the chief. And he's like, that's not why I did it. Like I watched the chief treat you basically like you can't do your job anymore. And I saw an opportunity for me to be a good teacher, but for you to get the respect back from like your peers and other people at this hospital who think you're just like this broken person now that your mom died. Um, so like, if you want to do this, then let's go do it. And if not, then don't do it. And she's like, nah, I'll do it. So I did, I did have to wonder if there's a backstory coming on Mark where, he had a mentor or someone in, in a position of power above him that also came in and saved him to an extent like this. Uh, like because, what Mark is doing or like yeah. Derek saving Meredith from the water? No, no. Mark saving Meredith from okay. saying uh, she looks like a beaten down puppy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's something that someone else did for Mark. Maybe when one of his parents died. Uh 
but uh, I don't know. I got I I got some sort of like weird. There's backstory vibes here that maybe we'll get later on down the line, and and there's a reason to why he did it. But maybe it's nothing. Maybe I'm just reading too far into it. But that was my initial thought. It is nice to see to see him seem to be motivated by anything other than like just sex. Right. You know what I mean. Right. Um, it's. Nice I see to, a little bit of myself in Mark. You know, fleshed out a little bit. <laughs> um. It's nice to see another side of him. Christina was not able to find a solution for the foot, for the foot, um, but is trying to like be kind and reassure him that it will be okay. She's like, they do really amazing things with prosthetics nowadays. Like you'll be able to figure it out. Don't worry all this stuff. Um, so then she, they're going up to surgery and she sees Burke and he's waiting um, for his interview. And she goes to talk to him and she's like, the chief picked you originally. And like, just remember that. And he's like, yeah, but I'm not that person anymore. And she's like, yeah, but you're still the guy that chief picked. And he's like, but I don't want to be that person anymore. Like I want to be better than that. I want to be, I don't want to go back. I want to move forward. I want to be the best. And so, yeah, it's just, they're going back and forth a lot about, forward progress and not moving backwards in professional and personal lives clearly so there's subtext on subtext on subtext and we love a good subtext which is the best uh the thing that i really like about that scene is number one i think it shows burke's overall emotional intelligence um because you could see that he wants to grow. Like if we think back to even what half a season or so, like back when the news of his tremors had broke, broke uh, Christina almost broke Christina and him up uh, when she told Weber, like to see where he came from, where he was sneaking around trying to hide it to now feeling like, cause he, he, he wanted to, to give it up. He said, I don't even want this anymore. Yeah. And to see him re-arc back into like, I want it, but I also recognize that like I need to earn it somehow and I want to be yeah. a better person. I want to be uh, the person that deserves this job. Yeah. And and even if I did deserve it then and I still deserve it now, I want to feel like I deserve it. And I think there's yeah. a, definitely a difference between deserving it and feeling like you deserve it. Those are two different things. Yeah, they are for sure. I agree. Um, so then we get a classic graze of everyone's in surgery and things are flashing back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Amazing montage, people. Yes, really great. Really great. We love this. Um, so we start with uh, Mark walking Meredith through the procedure of the orbital bone or whatever it is that she's doing to the orbital bone. Um, excuse me. <laughs> little burpy burp podcast burp i actually didn't Uh, even hear you burp i thought you just farted (laughs) no um i would i would do this (laughs) (laughs) does Um, that mean you just farted just now oh i wouldn't have told you oh okay so now from now on everyone listen to the the beep sound and uh, just know that it's kelsey farting it's a toot god i really hate that word it's her shitting her pants live on a podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm waiting I to move into the potty. new house to shit my pants on the podcast. <laughs> that's how that's how I christen the new house. Is poop my <laughs> pants <laughs> in every room. Okay, so uh, Dr. Burke and Callie are working on 
the statue. I'm so sorry. I have to cough for like an hour right now. That's okay. You cough. Basically, it's a montage of Meredith doing the procedure. The the mom with uh, FOB, uh, the fibromyalgia, insane, progressiva, uh, she's about to bleed out. And they're sitting there trying to figure out what to do because the catheter situation still was not able to make it work. Which, by the way, you'd think they'd have put a catheter up up her urethra to her brain, which is insane. No, her stomach, her stomach was bleeding, Carmen. I thought it was her brain. Her stomach was bleeding. Wow, she was that is up blood. That is way less of an invasive <laughs> procedure than I yeah, yeah, anticipated. It was her okay. I thought it was her brain brain. And I'm like, damn, does it even go that far? Like, that's a long, because you have to go all the way up the bowels. What, like, you can you even do up, that? Like, the nose or like Could maybe you, in the I neck? guess that makes sense. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I'm not a doctor today. Uh, <laughs> anyway, and then, so yeah, they say, the oh, we have last to open her up. The, and Callie's yeah, like, no, yeah. we can't open her up. She'll die. And Brooke's like, well, she'll die if we don't. And I'm like, well, then just do nothing. She's going to die. Yeah. Um, she wants thank you this. So much. I'm guys. I'm recovering from death, and the uh, the coughing fits are delightful. Um, and if anyways. you hear me blowing my nose in the background, I'm also getting over a sinus <laughs> infection. So I'm like, I, I, a couple points, I just left to blow my nose, and I brought a whole <laughs> roll of toilet paper back here. So I'm like, just blowing my nose every like five minutes. So yeah, apologies. it's going super great over here, guys. Everybody, we got this. Everything's fine. Um, okay, so yes. Uh, Christina is starting the amputation. C- Meredith is working on the orbital bone. Derek and Richard are watching. The mom is crashing. Christina successfully amputates the foot. Meredith successfully completes her part of the surgery. Um, they show the dollhouse. The mom is still crashing. Then she dies. Nina is holding a window and drops it and it breaks. Also, it's- can we just acknowledge how weird it was to watch Bailey remove a foot from that scene yeah it's and like because when they move it they like make a point i feel like so that the toes are still out yeah like look guys this is a foot in this in this wrappings and then they zoom into uh a couple of scenes later they zoom in on two different feet scenes and it's like when any time a diabetic loses their foot two two couples grow a foot fetish i don't know it was like a weird angel wing Wait, when did they su- zoom in on feet there's there's um later on it's two people i don't know who's cuddling but they're in bed and oh, i think it's derek and I'm meredith derek and it, like and it zooms meredith, in yeah. on their feet and then mm-hmm. it zooms in on someone else's feet who who was it who who is in that uh, well, christina and burke yeah. their feet were touching each other that's what it was okay so uh the attendings are all outside the room mark is giving his interview and they're like why is it going well? Like, why are they on his side? We hate this. Uh, they come out and Mark is like going to go take them to show them the new clinic. And um, they ask Weber how it went. And they're like, well, he's like, well, you guys could all take a turn or take a page out of Mark's book because he didn't get caught up in this 10 year bullshit. He said he had a right now plan and Dr. Bailey's there. And she's like, oh, he has a right now plan. Oh, hmm. Hmm. Wonder where that came from. Um, hey, it's <laughs> let's hope that what you want fixed gets fixed, yeah. Bailey. Dang. Whatever you want, right? Whatever works. Um, so obviously, and I've said this before, Mark knows how to play this game. Like he knows how to schmooze with the best of them. For sure. Use that charm. Use that Mark Sloan charm. Mark Sloan face. Mm, it's a nice face. 
So it's an okay face. They're all upset that Mark didn't suck. Basically. Nina uh, is talking to Callie and Izzy and George. And she's like, I should have brought her in sooner. Um, and they're like, no, you couldn't have known. And she's like, no, literally it's my fault. It was a mistake and I shouldn't have done it. And then Izzy is basically like, I talked to your mom and she like wants you to live a normal life and like be able to make mistakes and be able to fall and fail and get back up and, and continue to, to live just in spite of that. So, um, yeah, Elizabeth Moss is kind of just like sitting there blaming herself, even though her mother had an incurable disease. So typical handmaid's tale. Am I right? Uh, I just not really. (laughs) 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 Um, so then George and Izzy are in the locker room talking and they're like, it's a mistake. It was a mistake. Um, we should figure out. And Izzy's like, we'll figure out how we have to tell Callie. And George is like, no, I'm not going to tell her just to, I'm not going to hurt her to make myself feel better, which is a debate we've had before. Um, and so it appears by that logic that George has no intention of leaving Callie for Izzy. He's, they were just going to have drunkenly had sex and, uh, then they're just going to get over it. And he says like, Oh, I have to live with my, this secret. Yeah, and the exact quote that he says is, I'm not going to clear my conscience at her expense. And that, I think, is where a lot of the debate that not just you and I have had, maybe even live on this show, but in real real life outside of the podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, it's if you commit an adulterous act, if you cheat on your spouse, your significant other, like, do you tell them? And if you do, you're who are you really doing it for? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think that George really encapsulates that whether or not he sticks to that is a different story. Uh, because I predict that he will eventually tell Callie, but I think it's going to be in the middle of an argument, uh, is my prediction. Uh, but, uh, it's just, that's, that sums up how I feel. I'm not yeah. going to clear my conscience at their expense. Yeah. Um, Uh, So Christina goes to check on her patient and tells him he has to move forward and follow the plan and keep his other foot. And he's like, okay, my other foot. Okay. Uh, Alex checks on Ava and Addison comes in. And from now on, I'm going to refer to her as Ava since she, that's who she picked. Just so you know, because I don't like, I say John, Jane Doe. I always trip over it. So I'm going to say Ava from now on. So Addison comes in and they flirt, tells him, that he's doing a good job. And Ava's like, Oh, who's, uh, who's that? And it's like, that's my boss. She's like, what about, what about, what about that? What about that? And he's like, nothing. It's my boss. He's like, Whoa. anyways. So yeah. Ava wants Alexson to happen. Alex, which is, by, which is what I'm now referring to as Alex and Addison. Alexson. Not at sex. No. Cause Alexson would never be at a sex. <laughs> nice. Um, yes, she is definitely wants them to bone. Uh, Christina gets home, lays with Burke and tells him basically wedding plans. She's like, I want it to be small, just us and Meredith and Derek. And we're not going to have a religious person. We're just going to have the justice of the peace and we're going to do it at the courthouse. 
So it's a nice moment. Um, Derek and Meredith are in bed talking about the surgery. She asks him how his interview was, and he's like, not great. And then they make out. Um, Izzy strips her bed and cries. George and Callie are in their hotel room, and he apologizes. And she thinks he's apologizing for her, his clothes smelling, but he's apologizing for so much more. So much more, he said, about sex. So yeah. let's rate dead this mo- shit. Dead mommy's proud. Oh yeah, that was another callback to that. Yep. All right, you go first this time. Okay, I'm gonna say it's a four for me. It's a fellow. It's good. All right. I'm into it. It's good. Um. It uh. It covers a lot of the end of last night, and obviously the um guest. Cameos are impeccable. Uh, good episode for Mark. Good episode for Alex. So we love to see both of those. We've had some pretty shitty episodes for both of them in the past. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not too far off. I'm giving this a resident point three, a three point three. Um, it was an okay episode. There wasn't like a ton of drama. Uh, obviously there was some good singular scenes. Um. Excuse me. Uh, I I think this the best scene in the episode obviously is the George and Izzy scene in the closet. Uh, I have a hard time with cheating always, so uh, the 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 cheating situation in general, uh, not a big fan. But cameos, obviously, like you said, on point, um, and uh, an interesting cliffhanger with if George is going to tell Callie and what their mm-hmm. what is what is the future holding what does the future hold for their relationship so yeah overall 3.3 3, resident point 3 for me um okay so let's make some predictions you think that George is going to tell Callie or Callie's just going to find out somehow i i think that George is going to tell Callie okay. but it's it's going to be in some sort of fight where either Like Callie's going to yell at George because George does something stupid and he's going to be like, I slept with Izzy and that's going to happen. Or she's going to say something really, really nice. And George is going to be like, the guilt is overtaking me. I can't tell you You, you, you're doing something super nice. And I can tell you that I fucked up. So both common TV tropes, but I think one of those two is going to happen. I don't, I don't think that, um, Callie's going to find out on her own because I even if Izzy tells Meredith or Christina or Alex, none of them are going to go to Callie, who's an outsider yeah. of their group, and be like, "Hey, you should know this, by the way." Yeah. Um, so, but if but if uh, Callie does find out on her own, I'm going to have egg on my face, and all of you listeners at home are going, "Oh, Carmen, you don't even <laughs> fucking know." Uh, so anyways, but yeah, that's, that's my official prediction with them. Um, and then what do you think is the future for George and Callie's relationship and, or George and Izzy's relationship? Do you want to see my snot that I just blew out of my nose? No. Okay. All right. It's green. I have my own toddlers. I don't need to look at your snot too. Can you hear me blowing my nose? I'm trying to get as far away from the microphone as I can. I don't can. think so. Um, what was the question you were asking me? What's the prediction on what? I'm sorry. George and Callie's relationship and or George and Izzy's relationship. 
I, I, I don't see George and Callie staying together. They will get a divorce, but I don't think that George and Izzy will date. I just don't think because they have no chemistry. They have chemistry. They have chemistry, which I stand by when I predicted this for 50 episodes straight. Uh, (laughs) And then unpredicted it. No, I never unpredicted it. Never. Um, It's the final countdown. Um, I don't know. I just don't see them dating. I, I really don't even see them as best friends. I don't still fully agree with that character arc that they've built for the two of them but uh the sex thing was good maybe they'll have sex one more time but uh Callie and George are for sure not gonna last uh through season four they'll be divorced way before season four is over and I know we're in season three so we have a ways to go but I'm giving up before season four they will be divorced okay um and then George I'm sorry Burke and Christina uh, they're going to get married, but it's going to be a bigger, it's going to be bigger than a four fucking person wedding. <laughs> um, a key. What about Mark Addison, Alex? Um, I think that Addison sleeps with Alex before the sex challenge is over. And she tells Mark and they move on and they date but she but he says i can't even be mad because i slept with Callie literally seconds after sleeping with you <laughs> literally so, seconds so uh yeah that's my prediction on that one um what about do you am i right prediction? on any of these are you telling me that i'm can you just tell me if i'm, I'm right not, on any of these no i'm not going to tell you if you're right on any of it um what about a prediction on who is going to be the next chief uh, I don't think we've met the next chief yet. Okay. I think another, another person from, maybe it's Dr. Han. That would be a twist. <laughs> uh, I don't think we've met the next chief yet. I think that Colin Marlowe is a small blip in the radar, but I don't think he's going to get it. Uh, and I really don't think the chief is going to come from within. Um, I think it's going to be, be an outsider. It's going to be an outsider coming in, but it's going to be a welcome outsider as opposed to, it seems like no one really enjoys Colin Marlowe being around. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't think I have any other asks of you because nothing interesting is happening with Meredith and Derek right now. They're just being themselves. Not Which is like kind of cute. They're like kind of cute yeah. right now. It's fine. They're doing fine. They could go to therapy together and separately. Yeah. As should all couples. <laughs> yes. As most people benefit from. Um, but okay. I think that's it. Um, thank you guys again for listening. If you have anything to add, please feel free to reach out to us at our email um, at grazeacademypod at gmail.com. You can find the link to our Patreon in the episode description or in our Instagram bio, which is uh, grazeacademypod on Instagram. And you can also follow our personal pages at chaoticallykelsey and at carmen.gabriel.official on Instagram as well. And we love to hear from you guys. Um, So please reach out with any and all feedback, thoughts, questions, anything like that. Um, you can also check the Instagram for an update potentially, uh, about next week. Uh, if we have to change the schedule or anything weird like that because of the move, but hopefully it won't be an issue and hopefully we'll just be back here. Um, same time, place, same place next Thursday. So we are looking forward to it. And, uh, if you see Carmen walking down the street, 
no spoilies. And also, I should remind you, uh, as experienced on Thanksgiving dinner uh, with some family members, oh, yes. when I explained to them that I had a Grey's, a Grey's Anatomy podcast, uh, my, my stepmom proceeded to say, no spoilers. And I get that. But how many plane crashes and people falling off the cliff and people getting shot and people getting into car crashes need to happen before they leave the hospital and realize that the hospital is the problem. And I'm like, I just don't think you understand what (laughs) no spoilers means. Uh, Because it sounds like I now have to prep myself for a plane crash, car crashes, (laughs) someone falling off a cliff and more gunshots, which all of those are fine. It's going to be exciting. Uh, But like, just don't say it. Just don't even say that. Uh, We're working on people understanding the concept of no spoilers. I think we're going to wear, make Carmen a shirt that says, seriously, no spoilers. Shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. And then on the back, it'll be our Grey's Academy logo. So, yes. uh, Anyways, no spoilies. We definitely appreciate it. Definitely say hi on the street if you see us walking around. And we will see you all in the next one. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.